I choose you, Detective Pikachu, to be number two at the box office. We're going to catch all the box office results next on Box Office Welcome Breakdown. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Box Office Breakdown. This is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we... Prague. Nas. De. Kate. Done. <laughs> about the box office that lay ahead. No, you know, no funny business today. We're just getting right to the heart of this content. I'm Frank Moran. What's up? Carrie Lane here. I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. And making us look good and sound even better is Brianna in the booth. Oh, they won't Perfect. hear her, though. There you go. But she's, you know, just know. You she's may not be able here. to hear She's always with us. Yes. Just oh, like the oh. Lord. Right? She's, <laughs> I like that. We're walking yeah. in her footsteps. Oh. There you go. So as always, folks, like us on fi- uh, like us on Facebook. Give on us five. five stars on iTunes. <laughs> Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And while you're there, give it a thumbs up. Two, three, four, however many you can. And Carrie, if they're watching after we stream live, what can they do? Uh, yes, you all can comment down below. And we do have a live chat, so hello to everyone joining us live. And if you're watching it later, that's still cool. Comment down below what you thought of what we talked about. That's still cool. I mean, it's, it's still cool. Right. I mean, it's you know, we still love you. <laughs> so, folks, we'll be talking about this week's box office results. We'll uh, look at the international numbers. We'll do our next week's box office bet. And then at the end of the show, as always, we're going to dive into some spoiler territory about some of the latest movies coming out, including Palms and Detective Pikachu. So we'll give you a, a plenty of advance notice for spoiler warnings if you want to duck out of there. Uh, but if you want to stick around to hear our thoughts and reviews of the movies, you'll get those at the end of the show. Woo. So uh, we'll dive right back into this week's top five. Yeah. No surprise, mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame. Coming in number one still. Uh, 63 million bucks. Pretty nice. There you go. It's barely hanging in there. Barely. Anybody yeah. else see it again? No. I've seen I... it again. I've seen it again. Wait, you... how many times now? I think Four. this is... Four? Yeah. Why? You know, there is there is things that about this movie that frustrate me, and then there's things that I enjoy. Okay. You know, I don't know. You, I, 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 I guess I have to look this film for overall, because there's a lot to chew over on this one. Okay, now when you're going these three subsequent times, are you yes. going different people, or by yourself, or both? Oh, I just go by myself. He's a loner, it's fine. Yeah. Just okay. Kidding. Yeah. I mean, uh, there. Uh, I know that there's a uh, for ours, Sean uh, from uh, Marvel Movie News and stuff that is at his Marvel yeah. show. It's eight times he's gone. Eight times. Wow. That might be a little excessive for me. But. Wow. So, are you getting different experiences besides? Cool obviously, thing. you know, you've seen it four times now. Are you choosing completely different seats? Are you seeing it in IMAX? <laughs> That's a are good, you good question. Different, different spots in the room. Yeah. I. Did go see it in IMAX just to see what that was like. Converting mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Was it better? Yeah. Ah, it was fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, no I wasn't difference. like, it wasn't like, oh my gosh. I mean, oh. certainly it was shot in oh, IMAX cameras and stuff, but. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. I haven't seen it in 3D, and I will not see it in 3D. I, I will be fine without having that experience. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I guess it's, uh, the more times I see it, the more that it just, the things that I've enjoyed, I continue to enjoy, and the things that frustrate me, continue to frustrate me. So, with I mean, the spoiler has a f- the spoiler ban has officially lifted that on all social media. Um, but with that being said, do you cry at, like at the sad moments? Did you cry the first time? Have you I did. cried since? Do you uh, cry harder? You know, uh, <laughs> would it be worse if well, I just cried harder each time and yeah. I just an ugly cry? Yeah, uh, yeah totally. Because then you I, know it's coming. You're like, yeah. Ah! 
thought it was okay, and then you're not. That's right. I come in with my box of Kleenexes. Yes. Yes. No <laughs> one would judge you. Well, I'm rewatching an anime show on our anime show or on uh, Afterbus, and in rewatching it, it's so much more emotional going back in because I'm like. But I know where it's going. So, like, is it emotional? Because you know that that's coming. So you can almost see the steps leading to it. It is. I mean, it's only the stuff that happens with Tony Stark in that film. It still hits you. Yeah. Uh, okay. It still hits me. Uh, the stuff with uh, Steve Rogers still irritates me. Did you hear? I was like, wait. Would we wait for spoilers? Because I'm like an alternate totally random theory. Please lay it on us. That him and Natasha have a separate life thereafter. What? Yeah. Say what? <laughs> What? Uh, I'll have to link you to the tweet, but the idea is that when he goes in time, is able to get her back, and they live out together because Steve never says the name of the woman um, at the end. Get, no. <laughs> get out of here. I think you're just saying that to make crazy. Like, more upset. No, it was the thing I saw, and I go, well, they have no... No, that's hey. true. And they said they he does dance with her, but... It, you know, they can't change what would be her inevitable future. So we think and so. And so it's a separate thing. So it's like, let's have this quick and dance. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I almost buy it, but I never felt any chemistry between those two people romantically. So I'm no. like, I don't know. But I thought it was, I will tag you. I'll tag it. So go look at hashtag box office breakdown like in an hour and I'll link you guys. Well, I've seen people saying like, you know, during that five year gap, you know, Cap and Black Widow, they got it on. I'm like, you mm. people, seriously? No, it's just they want a happy we... ending for everybody. All right. Oh. <laughs> Amy, please, this is a family <laughs> show. Come you on now. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah I followed did. your lead. No. Uh, all right, coming in at number, <laughs> number two was Detective Pikachu. $58 million. Not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, before this film even came out, they had already greenlit the sequel, so... Uh, at some oh. at some point, we will be having okay. that gracing our big screens. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will get into our spoiler filled review. But overall, what did everybody think? I liked it. I watched uh, Pokemon when that came out and enjoyed the show a little bit. Though it was a little too kitty for me that I didn't like stay invested. And I played the card game. I have not played Pokemon Go, so I'm I was familiar enough with the source material, like I could theme, sing the theme song kind of a thing. Pokemon. Um, um, so I really enjoyed the movie. Um, some of the emotional levels I didn't buy as much that I didn't feel like their sense of loss. But since they're not as attached to people, that makes sense. I'm like not saying spoilers, but I was yeah. like, you follow. Um, and so I, I love the visualization of the Pokemon. And there was an article, which I think I tagged you guys. Um, there was a guy drawing the realistic Pokemon, and he actually worked on the movie because oh. they like linked him instead of just like, hey, find this picture. So I love that. I, I believe they were in that space, and I thought that was very cool. So yeah. I, I enjoyed it. And I think you could watch it even if you've never seen or watched, played anything Pokemon. I agree. I am one of those people. I do know parts of the song only... I have no idea why. I honest, I've never seen. No, that's not true. I did see an episode maybe within the last year or two. It's a catchy song. So it um, sticks with you. Yeah, but I thought it was really great. I think, like you said, anyone can really watch it. Not the greatest movie you'll see this year, but certainly not the worst. Um, there are certain highlights for me, and I will share those at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, are you going to reach out to make sure they put that on the 
posters going of forward. Of course, I always do. Certainly not the, <laughs> not, Certainly not, not, not the worst, not the best. <laughs> but there was there was a lot of highlights. I think the writing could have used some help. Mm. Fair. Uh, Frank, what do you think? Uh, the one thing I really enjoyed is much like Battle uh, Alita Battle Angel is the uh, production design. I thought yes, they, it was gorgeous the, world building. Yes, I thought everything. they did a great job on that. And for more, we'll wait till the end of the episode. Yes. Uh, coming to number three was the Anne Hathaway Rebel Wilson uh, uh, collaboration, The Hustle, that made thirteen point three million dollars. You know, I feel bad because I remember seeing trailers and. Then I just completely forgot about it. I feel like they kind of stopped marketing it. Yeah. And then they were like, wait, no, keep going. We're still here. Yeah. Just forgot it, about it. I, these, if you could think of like a, a least, in, a least less interesting comedy pairing than these two, I would be hard pressed to think of that. No, mm. I love Anne Hathaway. No, I said comedy pairing. Though. I know, but like, I. You would see it regardless I would of who see the it partner because was. Because of her. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Not a huge Rebel Wilson fan, but, um, if she's paired with someone cool, I mean, I don't know. I I could find some. I can't think of any at this very moment. Mm. Maybe, I don't know. I'm going to offend people with whatever pairing I say, yeah. so. Yeah, I don't I feel like I, well, Rebel Wilson just, yeah, she just, she's better in just small doses. As I think she's great before. in an ensemble. Yes. Because the thing is, anything when it's just, it's like sugar and you have the overload and you can't really appreciate it. But if you have it in smaller doses, it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I feel the same way with her. I feel like she's really funny, but when there's too much, like, segments of it, then you're just like, okay. Like, yeah, moving on. I know, I just, I wonder if as an actor she's just trying to, she got her name out there with uh, Pitch Perfect. Maybe she's t- still trying to milk that so she can do whatever she really wants to do. I, I'm Maybe. curious to find out what that is. Yeah, but I feel like by this point in Rebel Wilson's career that, uh, and I did not see her uh, Isn't It Romantic. So I've heard that oh, there yeah. may be uh, a few more shades in that. I don't know if that's hmm. true or not, but I feel like by now we would see this. We would see those at least some of those sides of yeah. her coming out. I feel like hers, like the way I feel about Seth Rogen, like and you know what mm-hmm. you get. Mm-hmm. And by this point, I'm really getting tired of that particular serving. The same thing, yeah, yeah. I was like, there's there's a guy comedian that same way. And I'm like, oh, I'm totally blanking on his name. But ensemble, there are some people that better as part of the because when you have that contrast, that's what's funnier. You know, it's not just. Only the one thing, because it's like having the character that's like the straight character of like the more serious one, and then the one that's the zany one, and the balance is what makes it comedic. Well, I would also say it's up to the writing, because if we're True. getting these flat characters where it's like, hi, I'm a stereotype, and I'm going to keep doing the same thing over and over True. again. Yeah. It's like, let's get some depth, but in order for them to still stay kind of relevant, or for people to still be talking about mm-hmm. them, they need to take these roles. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, and this is kind of a uh, reimagining of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which mm-hmm. it's been a while since I've seen that film. So I can't even remember what my Ooh, thoughts are of that film. It's been a long time, yeah. Hmm. Should, should I, watch I, both. Do that as a double feature. That'd be interesting. Mm. I'll let Amy do that. She volunteered. No, no. She just volunteered. Oh, I, oh. I pointed it to you. No, no, no. You it, got it. Back. <laughs> what? 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 Oh, no. It's yours. Oh, there no. it is. Uh, coming at number four is The Intruder from Screen Gems. $6.6 million. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting about that movie, and I feel bad. I keep hearing like Dennis Quaid's like a lot of fun in that film, so it fun, does make fun. Fun, I know. Yeah. I'm a fun. Well, just his performance in there. Oh. It's just you know, he just the. You know, okay. Yeah. I mean, he he chews up that scenery as a creepy guy who doesn't want to leave a home that he just sold. 
Hmm. I can relate to that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I guess. All right. Maybe. And coming in at number five is The Long Shot there. $6.1 million. Uh, yeah. It's, I could see why it is not hooking audiences. As we talked about a little bit last week, my issues with that film. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, we did our box office bet. Yes, we did. Yes. We certainly did mm-hmm. on a, a little film called Palms. Mm-hmm. And uh, Carrie has seen that film, so she'll share her thoughts about it at the end of the at the end of the show. But uh, we did our box office bet there. So uh, the film did a whopping five point one million dollars there at the box office, mm-hmm. and our bets were Amy did uh, once again yeah. pulls out the win with mm-hmm. a nice solid six million dollar bet. I came in second with seven. Carrie at oh, eight point five, yeah, was... and Brianna. Aimed for the fences there. I applaud anybody that likes to swing big. Mm-hmm. $10 million. I can't wait to hear what Bree thinks of this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, just, oh. Just a little bit. Yes. A little peek of that. Just a little. Just a little. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll say, I mean, we'll get into full spoilers at the end because we know some of you can't see it opening weekend. Totally understand. I often can't see stuff right away first time. Uh, right when it comes out. But I will say I enjoyed it. I The people who are disliking it, I'm like, did you not see the trailer? Like, that is a case where you, when you see the trailer, I'm like, that's, that's what it is. It's not meant to be taken seriously. Um, it's very cute, and it kind of is bittersweet because it deals with dying and, like, living your best life mm-hmm. and doing what you want to do because you only got one time to go around, Yo, essentially. Uh, right? And I'll give more of my thoughts at the end. No, look at that. Uh, so, folks, we will have another box office bet to uh, have you folks participate there in the chat and choose the film that we will place our bets on for next week. And those three films are A Dog's Journey from Universal on 3,200 screens, the uh, the sequel to A Dog's, I think it was Dog's Life? Yeah. Purpose. Dog's Purpose. Life, Purpose, Life, Purpose, Life, Purpose. Yeah, All one of, those. of that together. Uh, John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. Can't wait for that one. That's going to be exciting. And then the sun is also a star. Hmm. There you go from Warner Brothers, a uh, one of those nice uh, CW stars elevated up to a movie kind mm-hmm. of show. So we had Cole Sprouse a few months last month or so back with our yeah. uh, with Hey, we're both uh, both we're both ill, and now we've got uh, Reggie from uh, If you watch Riverdale on the CW, he is in this film. And then also before we get towards the bet, I'd want to let. All of you know about um, a film coming out because, you know, we, we consume quite a few film content sources around here. So a new movie coming to theaters uh, just came out May 10th in Los Angeles. So double check your local theater. Um, it's a whimsical new Spanish comedy and it's called The Bastard's Fig Tree. Um, I'm like, that is a fun, unique title. It's based on a book um, and it's set like early 1900s and... Go check it out. Right. Like, I don't want to spoil it, and then that'd be the... Stay tuned. I'll tweet my thoughts about it, too. But um, it had... Where's... Is oh, it near the end of the Spanish War. There we go. Uh, a trigger-happy fascist soldier turns into a hermit and gets caught up in the care of a fig tree after the look in a 10-year-old's eyes, the son of one of his victims, and awakes in him the certainty that the kid will kill him as soon as he reaches 16 years of age. So it's, like, whimsical and... You know, not regular cookie cutter dry movie, and uh, it is in Spanish. So, but there are subtitles, so don't worry about it. And it will have a digital release June fourth. Well, look at that. There you go. And actually, I'm sorry. One more. Uh, I'm like, wait. Uh, Tanya Saga of the uh, Saga of Tanya the Evil is an anime movie coming to theaters, and I will give my thoughts on that later because there is an embargo on the reviews till 
tomorrow. Well, look at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. all the things. All the things. All yes. the things. So, yes, for the three films that I mentioned, start voting away there in the chat about which one you'd like us to do, and we'll do our box office bet towards the end of the show. Again, that's A Dog's Journey, John Wick, Chapter 3, and The Sun is Also a Star. Uh, but before we uh, dive further into other content, we're going to talk about uh, some international numbers as well. Mm-hmm. So, Detective Pikachu took the number one spot at the international box office, mm. dethroning Avengers Endgame there, with a $103 million start in 62 markets, just edging out Avengers Endgame. Uh, so it looks like, uh, uh, along with the earlier release in Japan, the offshore total for Detective Pikachu is $112.4 million through Sunday. And the global total wow. is 170.4. That's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. So uh, so Disney's uh, and Marvel slash, uh, slash Marvel's Endgame added another $102.3 million to its total in 55 markets there. And uh, yeah, so globally, the uh, the MCU pick won the weekend with 1654 to $161 million for Detective Pikachu. Oof. So last week, uh, Endgame sailed past Titanic to become the number two movie of all time in both offshore and worldwide. And its total sits currently at $1.76 billion internationally mm. and $2.486 billion globally. So yeah, it remains the number two film of all time behind Avatar with about $302 million now separating them on a worldwide basis. Yeah, it might happen. It's totally going to happen. I have a feeling. You think so? Yes. $302 million. I think so. I mean, yeah, given that it's only its third week. Yeah, and if people like you keep in, you know, no, right, keeping them. You're feeding into that's it. That's true, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, my my, my AMC A-list money just, uh, <laughs> you know, drooling those little drips in the bucket there, there every go. week there. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think it'll be it'll be close. Uh, but I also read an article there this week, too. It's like, no matter, uh, even if Avengers Endgame beat it uh it still wouldn't really uh, people when they start saying well you know of course box office you know you get an increase for inflation and then also our china a big impact in terms of the avengers mm-hmm. also when avatar came out 10 years ago there were uh considerably less theaters available there hmm. in china so if there had been as many movie theaters available now for endgame as there were back for avatar they speculate that number would uh, that avatar's global total would have been even higher Making it that much more difficult for Avengers Endgame. Well, most people leaving comments for last week are like, nope, not going to happen. Well, I say, yep, going to happen. So we'll see. I I feel like Marvel is going to at least try. I mean, you know, to let it, you know, to keep it going. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I I think it'll be really close. And it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure there are still people out there that haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Or they want to wait till after the hype or it's too, they don't want to go, it's too crowded, like. Go to a little movie like Palms. It was, you know, there was actually a decent amount of people in my theater, but it was still more on the emptier side. And maybe some people would rather see Endgame when there's less, like, the hassle of trying to get a seat or, you know, every other scene, uh, showing they've gone to, you know, it's either sold out or it's, you know, front row seats and they don't want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I well, I saw it last night at, uh, was it 10.30? And, I mean, that theater was packed. So wow, it was 10.30 on a Sunday night. And it was a packed theater. Saturday so, night? Sunday night. Oh, you said Saturday last night. night? Sunday. Yep. Getting my days. <laughs> I need to gotta keep drinking this good stuff. Um, <sighs> give me a small shout out to uh, Intruder because we got Neela J in the chat says, I saw Intruder. Dennis Quaid did a great, did great playing creepy. Thank you for letting us know. There you go, yeah. But did you like the movie too, though? Because you could like somebody's acting in a movie and not like the movie. 
So, yeah. and yeah, leave those comments if you see movies that we didn't really get into. Let us know what you thought of them without spoiling them. Uh, and lastly, for international numbers, there it's uh, the hustle came out from uh, Universal in 20 C, 27 overseas markets, had a strong $12.5 million debut. And it looks like Us is topped uh, Get Out with an offshore total now of $79.1 million. Us, oh, that's right. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> that yeah, movie came out York. this year. Yeah. There no, I'm go. just thinking because it's we're almost halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking all, uh, you know, of all the movies slash films that we've gotten this year and yeah, that was this year. <laughs> so good. <sighs> ah, it's right. It's all right. Uh, so, folks, uh, before we get into uh, next week's uh, projections and picks and all that stuff, we're going to do a little box office rewind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to look back at somebody who's going to be in one of these upcoming films. And uh, if you're going to, you know, John Wick 3 is coming out. So, of course, we're going to talk about Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> so, sure. Yes, that's yeah. right. A pivotal role in the John yes. Wick universe. Uh, so I thought we'd, you know, of course, Lawrence Fishburne, as you can imagine, is top five, very steeped in the nerd films. So we've got our DC Universe films as well as got the Matrix in there. So uh, I decided to go for for Lawrence Fishburne's top, uh, bottom half of his top ten list for his opening box office weekend. So we're going from five to ten okay. of what he did there. It's just because it opens it up a little bit about other films that we can actually shed a little light on as opposed to like, oh yeah, we've talked about how we feel about Justice League, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, enough. So I feel like, yeah, let's talk about something a little different for a change. Yeah. So this is uh, counting down from 10 to 5 in Lawrence Fishburne's uh, bottom half of his top 10 list for opening box office weekends. I will kick it off with uh, number 5, Predators from uh, Fox back in 2010, 24.7. The Robert Rodriguez directed version. I like that one. I'm like, yeah, I've seen the older yeah. ones. It's... I'd like to see it again because I, I, I. It's been a while. Though. I'm like I can't honestly say, but I don't remember disliking it. Him, Topher Grace, mm-hmm. uh, a few other people in there as well too. Yeah, I, I remember kind of digging that. I mean, they're basically uh, Adrian Brody. That's uh, he's the big guy for that one. Yes. Wait. No, I did like that one. Yeah, taken like, to wait, a, yep. a planet where they are stalked by the predators. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, The Matrix, back from 1999, 27.7 million dollars. That was fun. Yeah. Wait, what? Hmm. There's a little uh, pause in there. Maybe. Did you not like the Matrix? I thought I was. I I was very young. Right. Oh, I was okay. like, okay, what is this? Everyone and their mother was talking about it. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. I saw it at home. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like blue pill, red, red, red pill. or blue? Yeah. Yeah, red or blue. I'd love to see it again. What was your reaction when you first saw Bullet Time? What? Bullet Time. That's so you. I've only seen this once. So oh, okay. I do not remember ninety nine percent of the movie. Um, <laughs> I remember Trinity because I dressed up as her for Halloween. Nice. Oh, really? It's an easy I've done costume. that too. Yeah, pretty fun. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, I get the I get to wear the cool sunglasses and they're like the really skinny ones. Very two thousands. I 2000s. liked it. Uh, I remember when it came out, though, that people started thinking trench coats were bad because then that was Columbine <laughs> and like school oh, shooting God. and. They thought oh my God. wearing a trench coat meant you were going to be like this crazy deranged kid shooter. <gasps> and with that movie that they're shooting people, they're like, that's what's influencing kids to kill people. And you're like, but you need to watch the movie. That's not what's really happening. But it's just them judging it. Very different time period when that came out. Wow. Yeah. No. I'm not going to say how old I was. But yeah, we weren't talking about that. I think it was more yeah. of just a, whoa, did you see that movie? Well, that's it. 
Whoa. No, it's interesting when. <laughs> Whoa. No, but that is like, interesting Whoa. too. Of when you see a movie, yeah. either what was socially going on at the time of its release, its reaction then, or sometimes films get that steam later and people react to it, or the mm-hmm. cult classic later, or you know who you saw it with and where you are in your life. That's the biggest thing. I saw not to go like too off mm. um, what we were talking about, but seeing Kramer versus Kramer today, I'd seen it maybe. Hmm, eight years ago, 10 years Mm -hmm. ago, and I remember really liking it, but seeing it today, I was like, whoa, there's so many more layers. Mm. And so, I mean, I don't know, something to keep in mind. Yeah. So I'll definitely watch The Matrix again and see what I think of it now. Like tonight? I don't know about tonight. (laughs) Why not? It's perfect Mother's Mother's Day film. (laughs) Totally. The Matrix. Yeah. There are, uh, I I guess, films that when you're watching it, you, you, at least for me, you feel that just... Uh, that just like that, that that excitement within you. Because it was seen, very exciting when it first came yeah, out. Because sure. you're seeing something that you really haven't seen. You're seeing like you know the uh, film being elevated to the next yeah. level in terms of what they did with the, the effects and the stunt work. You're like, holy cow, True. this is something I've never seen before, and this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing too to take into account when watching a movie later to go, okay, but this was special at that time. Yeah. Because Which, like Citizen Kane's hailed as this amazing movie. Because it did so many pioneering things at the time. Yeah. I I have no problem, too. I mean, even 80s movies where I'm like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. This is, it feels dated, duh. But what was it like for people watching it then? Yeah. That's, yeah. It's cool. Because if you look at, like, uh, Terminator 2, mm-hmm. like, that's another example of when you're watching that stuff happen. You're seeing just uh, effects work taken to the next level. And it's mm-hmm. like, holy cow. Look what James Cameron is bringing to life on the screen. That is right? awesome. I'm seeing something I've never seen before. And then... Like the next time I really felt like that same way was when I saw The Matrix, and you're like, ah, it, that just to ca- the bottle that feeling that you have when you're watching a movie where you've seen something for like that's just completely blowing you away. You're like I've never seen anything like this before. Now, do you like Wachowski's other projects? Uh, I'm a huge fan for Speed Racer, and I know many people do not like that film. I enjoy that film tremendously. Not a movie, but did you watch Sense Eight? I did not watch that series at all. <sighs> Love that show, so good. Cloud Atlas, and they produced it. Mm. Uh, but I enjoyed Cloud Atlas. But I, I, th- I would highly recommend Sense8 because what they do with editing and how they film it to make the eight people appear and disappear and stuff, so good. And like that would be a new level of filming because it's just mm. so exciting. As the first season, they don't do it; at, they do it well, but they get even better. Have you seen Sense8? Have you heard no, of Sense8? You just said eight people, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, the I idea is that you about. and seven other people are connected, and. Oh. Um, you can utilize their abilities. For example, like you're connected to somebody in Korea and you could speak Korean because they do. Oh, or cool. you're good at playing piano and then somebody over there has to, they're, you know, they're at a concert and they have to play. They could tap into your ability and do it. And there's a lot more going on. I do highly recommend sticking with it because the first four episodes, you have eight people you have to introduce. So it takes yeah. a while to build up to what the big bad and issue is. But stick with it. It's so good. Love hmm. that show. Yeah, there was something about the Wachowski uh, siblings mm-hmm. that, man, they came with, they made such a huge mark on cinema with The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And then people have so many different opinions about the, the subsequent two films. Yeah. For me, uh, my enjoyment of those films dipped tremendously, and I was really bummed by the end of that trilogy. And I just feel like they've, uh, I thought they, when they came back with Speed Racer, that was something that really resonated with me, and it just never really caught on with the general populace. 
it's a shame because I would have loved to see more films in, in that same universe. I didn't dislike the subsequent ones, but I can definitely understand they're not the same thing. They they are not. They uh, and I don't know if that was so much the audience wanting more of the same. Mm. Uh, and they, like, okay, you gave us this. Let's see what's next. Uh, mm-hmm. As opposed to the, the Wachowskis may have had other thoughts about what they wanted to do with those films that didn't necessarily correlate with what the audience. That's true. Wanted. So uh, yeah, which is a. Uh, but I just feel like they captured. They, I mean, they came out with such a huge, big splash, and I just don't. Have to but feel then it. that's sometimes hard for people to get that follow up. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's been a bummer. I, I, I will still always check out something that they they done, but uh, I still have not had that same kind of visceral thrill that I mm. had. With the Matrix. Uh, coming in at number uh, three for Lawrence Fishburne's films there. It was John Wick Chapter 2, <laughs> as we're talking about this. Mm. Back in 2017, the $30.4 million. Are you guys, I like the sequel. Yeah? yeah. Amy, you don't seem like you're a big fan of the John I'm, Wick. So I've seen the first half of the first John Wick. And Perfect. I fell asleep only because it was super, super late. Okay. But whoa. Whoa. There's a movie, that is one too, that I felt changed a bit of how we do fight choreography in a movie because it's wide shots, one take. And it's one person, ugh, like knocking everyone down. And it, he's not necessarily like a superhero or mm-hmm. anything. No, like Jessica Jones or anything like that. I do have to admit that I just saw the first part of John Wick um, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mm. So I'm going to finish that, watch the second one, and then I'll watch the third one. The, uh, certainly, I mean, one thing Ken Reeves, he fully throws himself into those roles, whether it's mm-hmm. The Matrix or John Wick, in terms of training yeah. and everything that he does. I would love, and I have not seen it in any interviews, uh, to see how he compares the training that he did does for John Wick, how that compares to The Matrix. And also, he's older and like having to stay that active. Because it's one of those, he did, make, for example, he's not exactly that age, but like he does Matrix at 20 and is doing John Wick at 40. That's a very different body that you're in. Very true. And not necessarily one's better or worse, but that's just a different way to maintain and train. Yeah. Got to be like that Tom Brady. You know, you got to <laughs> keep special. Yeah, yeah, you drink your avocado juices. Juices, is that a name of it? It's not a real name for a product. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is now. <laughs> Number two for Lawrence Fishburne, Ride Along from Universal. 2014 made $41.5 million. And then rounding out Lawrence Fishburne's bottom half of his top ten films. Mission Impossible 3 from Paramount back in 2006, $47.7 million. It's, uh, that, that was the uh, the J.J. Abrams when he took over and kind of righted the course, at least for me, for the Mission Impossible series. I, but I felt like it went into the thing that I have not enjoyed as much about the Mission Impossible franchise is where whoever's overseeing MI, uh, the Mission Impossible force doesn't stick around for very long. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Alec Baldwin stuck around for two films, but... Um, he's wiped out again, and so now we got to worry about the next film setting up who that's going to be. And it's like, ah, uh, I'd rather just can we get a little stability in that? Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's too often that person is always like, I don't trust you, Ethan Hunt. Right? Like, oh, all right, yep. get it, we get it, all right. Yeah. Yep. Somebody just please trust him. But that's just kind of sadly basic casting nowadays. Because if someone always plays a villain, I'm please leave a comment. Let us know your thoughts. I'm always skeptical. I'm like, they always play a villain. I don't trust him. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have that? Yeah, well, Ooh. Hmm. yeah but I thought that was played a nice effect in uh, with Ben Mendelsohn in Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yes. Yeah. That was yes. my favorite way that yeah. they go, whoops, just kidding. Yeah. Yes. That was that really was nicely done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, folks, we're going to be getting into our uh, next week's top five and then our box office bets. So keep voting away in the other uh, chat there for either A Dog's Journey, John Wick Chapter 3, or The Sun is Also a Star. We have the three of those films entering our box office this coming weekend. Do you see any of them 
topping either Avengers Endgame or Detective Pikachu to take number one. I mean, what do you think? I think John Wick will do well. It's on 36, a little over 3,600 screens. Do you think it takes number one? No. Mm, probably not. No, I... You don't think so? I feel like people... I, I feel like people have got an appetite for this film right now. Yeah? Could be. Different kind of fighting, too. That's the other thing. As you were saying, like, superhero, he's not. Yeah. He's just that good. And he's thorough. It's double tap. It's not just, I'm going to shoot them and leave. You're like, no, no, no. He does the job. A lot but, of vengeance. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you think, like, even uh, Avengers Endgame, if that t- takes another 50% drop, I mean, that's, you know, you're getting around $31 million there. It could do probably Pokemon, better than 30 That's true. It's going to end up around somewhere around the $30 million range as well. I think it could beat both of them. So no, you, you say it that way. One. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I, I think So I'd then look... John Wick, Avengers, keep Pokemon? I would keep Pokemon as number three. I, I put a dog's journey. It's number four. four. People love that. I cried watching the freaking trailer. Um, yeah. That's why I'm like, jeez. Like, <gasps> uh, and then would you do Sun is Five? It's based on uh, books? People yeah. love them. That's Yara Shahidi, right? And is that Charles Melton from Riverdale? Yeah. Yep. So people love them. And I'll stick with that as five. I'd Teens go with don't that. have anything, yeah. really. I'll go with that, too. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. What an easy consensus to reach. All right, so, folks, we're going to do our box office bet right now and then get into our spoiler-filled takes of Pokemon Detective Pikachu as well as Palms. Cannot wait to hear about Palms. Uh, so, folks, in the chat, let us know what the film that you're picking. And uh, we uh, Right now, oh, we got to hurry up and get a tiebreaker. Right now, it's Dog 3, Sun 3, and Wick 3. Oh, uh, holy come cow. Come on. All right. Uh, so, folks, while we're waiting for that last vote to come, last vote to come in to break the tie... Uh, the box office bet, we're all going to be placing our bets on what we think the opening box office total will be on the film that you have voted on in the chat. The winner will be like Amy. Look at her. So, so poised and basking in her great win. She's the prognosticator, prognosticators for the week. The loser will have to go see the film and tell us all about it. Or see it if you want to anyways. That's true. Sometimes, you know, the, the loss is, is totally fine. I saw it because my mom wanted to see it anyway. So then I'm like, Sure. If that's what you want to do for Mother's Day weekend. Oh, what a... That's beautiful. What a nice, yeah, what a nice daughter. You know. Mm-hmm. There you go. I try. I'd be like, I'll see you afterwards, Mom. <laughs> uh, ooh, we got a few more wicks, so uh, let's right. just go with John Wick. We John also, Wick. We all agree okay. they'll be number one, so then yeah. that's kind of fun all of right. like, what we think. John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, 3,600 plus screens there. We've got Halle Berry, Lawrence Fishburne, Angelica Houston. She's in the film as well, too. So mm. many of the people here. Uh, <laughs> I think people, I think this is, all right. All right. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> and that's one that I'm like, I don't care if I get it wrong. I want to see it anyways. Uh, no, no. Wait. Great. Okay. I am in. Uh, Bree, would oh you gosh. like while, well, the people won't be able to hear what you but say. But we can relay like what she says. Yes. All right. Let me just type this in. John Wick. Very, there we go. We got Bree, Amy, Carrie, and me. There we go. Very exciting, guys. I'm typing. It's so much fun, everybody. It's just as much fun as you think it would be. Woo-hoo! All right. Yay. Bree, are you ready to go? All right. There we go. Bree, what do you think John Wick will make this coming weekend? Oh, Three I love it. 72. I love, 
Brie, man, she, she goes, steps like up to the plate, it. and she hits it. She goes big. Yay. Amy? Okay, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> 42. Oh, okay. All right, a little, a little conservative, maybe. I yeah. don't know. We'll see. All right. Carrie? 47. 47. All right. Well, this is intriguing. Uh, Jenna James in the chat says 40.5. Uh, I went with 52. All right, Frank. All right. CC so, Drink says 45 in the chat. Oh, Anybody above 50 with Frank? Oh, there you go. There's uh, Amy always sweating it uh, <laughs> since she's at the bottom. Well, I Yusuf always says am. 37. They're lower than you are. Yeah, but they're not here. I know. Like, I am scared. All right, it's ladies. fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, guys. Like it's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it right now. We're going to dive into a spoiler-filled takes on Detective Pikachu as well as Palms. So, uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Yes, and you don't want to join in that? You can tune out right now. Uh, we'll give you our social media handles, and you can join us next week. So, uh, thank you for watching and, and listening. Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, and thank you everybody for hopping in the chat if you want to stay in touch with any of us even after the show's over amy where can they find you you guys can find me on all social media at amy cassandra mtz nailed it thank mm. you you're welcome <laughs> and my name is carrie lane you can find me online at carrie d lane that's k-a-r-i-d-l-a-n-e and over on AfterBuzz, uh we just started the attack on titan after show so oh i love that show and also we started modica magica so going a little bit of a rewind and we had special guest christina v in the house so go check out those videos and also if you don't know spanish princess started last week so we're starting episode two today Spanish princess. Mm, Uh, Follow me on the Twitter grams at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, We're going to jump into our spoiler reviews right now. All right. Detective Pikachu. What did everybody think? Uh, All right. The biggest thing is that you're wondering, like, how how is Pikachu's got Ryan Reynolds' voice? And then we see at the end. Oh, I love that. That was, uh, that, yes. that was, that was a nice reveal. That was good. Well, I thought it was super weird you don't see his dad's face. Yes. I was like, this is weird. This is weird. And I didn't even think about it. But then I go, oh, oh okay. It makes sense for why you didn't see it for the wait, longest wait, time. Wait, What is that reaction? That was a piece of crap. We deserve what? so much more than that. Wait, why? That was so freaking predictable and boring. Like, oh, and they... Like Pikachu and the way that they animated him, everything was just so beautiful. I was like, yes. I just want to like yes. hug you. But then you see his face, and it's just like, oh, that is his dad. Oh, wow. Okay, so now they're going to be separate. Like, oh, really? Like, do better. It would have been more if he couldn't leave anymore. Like, if his body, like something, if had it happened. was damaged, beyond. yeah. Okay. And then it's like, that's it. It's like. No, it's a little too, like, hallmarky for me. Like, I need a little more oomph to that. And then, like, Fair. I don't know. Like, Ryan Reynolds did fantastic with, yeah. you know, as Pikachu. Like, holy moly. That by the time he gets out of Pikachu, I'm like, shut up. Like, you're not as exciting as Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu. Hmm. Makes sense. Like, oh, okay, yes, they understand each other because that's his dad. Yeah, but I would be interested crap. in a sequel. Like, would you be interested in seeing Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds as a human actor and no voice for Pikachu except for the Pika Pika, you know, whatever yeah. the natural voice is? I think I'd be less excited by that. Less because excited, the big draw yeah. was us seeing Ryan Reynolds voice that character. So now that that's gone, I am curious. But I'd almost rather a sequel but something else in that world. Like, it, it could be different characters yeah. even, but maybe they interact with these people um, and then do something else. The, okay, help me out. Uh, there's those Pokemon, Pokemon, 
that were <laughs> the ones with they spit out the water, not Squirtle. Is it Squirtle? The um, ones that they were like, putting at the fire and stuff. Yeah, Squirtles. Yes. Squirtles. I would have loved to see them more. Oh, okay. Yeah, we cute. don't get much Squirtle. We get Bulbasaur and Pikachu, and we also barely get oh, yeah. any Charizard. Oh, and Psyduck was so freaking annoying to me. Like, it was cute at first. I'm like, yeah, no, no I get it. Like, that's what you, you say your name over and over again. It's kind of like Groot, kind of. Like, I get it. But then he was just like, Psyduck. And I'm like, stop, you're making me anxious. But I think that's the point. But that's annoying. Yeah. I, uh, having not really been steeped into the Pokemon oeuvre, I was like, I'm still going to check this out anyway. Yeah. And when they kept on saying, oh, yeah, he explodes if he gets too crazy, I thought it was going to be a literal, like, he I was going it. to explode. And then I'm like, oh, this is like an energy blast? Okay. Yeah. All right. But I really was like, he's like an ex- he's like a grenade. He's just going to yeah. pop at some point. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. Cool. Well, like, and, and I get it. Like, having having a Pokemon as your partner, that's cool. I love I the idea. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, what, who would I have? What would you pick? Yeah. Right. But you know what I thought is, like, Bill Nighy. Uh, so he plays the bad guy in this film, which yeah. of course, no, no surprise. But his plan made zero sense. I could see what he wanted to do to get into Mewtwo, but why there was to I, do it I, to I, everybody else? Yeah, what was wait? The point you mean of that? older white man trying to control what people are doing? Well, um, yeah, what was no, the whole point yeah. of that? No, I it was no dumb idea. because it, for him it made sense. But why on earth would he want to enforce that on other people? Because also Mewtwo has a more humanoid body well, and could those speak. legs though. He, he was. He was thick. <laughs> really <laughs> but nice like quads. the other like, people, how much would it suck, though, to be some of the other ones and not be able to speak anymore? That it's like, yeah. It, but that is often a sure. villain's short-sighted plan that they really only care about themselves and then other people. But Wait, it was one of those like, okay. Because I feel like his downfall was like that he made his plan too big. If he yeah. had just kept it to himself and you too, I think he'd have been true. much more successful. Like he went crazy, and yeah. I think that that's what ended up. But that's a villain. Thing. They're crazy. No, uh, I feel that's yeah. boring. Um, oh, channels oh. liked Cubone. I liked Cubone. That was kind of funny. Which one was the one that was like? Boop. Oh, Ditto. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty creepy. With I did like eyes. that. Yeah, yeah. The oh, eyes were yeah, so, that's so weird. weird. Yeah, like, I like. That. We definitely all can agree. Visuals stunning, off the charts, great. Yeah. Actual yeah. plot story. Eh. Like, um, I do think that people. I have heard more of the people who play the game. Like, there is a Detective Pikachu game, so which this movie follows. Oh. And so they're like, it's way more enjoyable for them. And I had a friend who, she loves Pokemon, and she's like, I wouldn't recommend it to other people who haven't played or know anything about it. Which I'm like, I beg to differ. But you have to know it's going to be a little more quirky than regular life. Yeah, I really thought, uh, I kept on playing, like, hey, uh, good old Justice Smith, he doesn't, uh, he wanted to be a trainer. And, yeah. I, and we saw little snippets of that occasionally with Pikachu, but oh! I really wanted to see like him better like, skills. Yeah. yeah, and that never really happened. See, with him, fighting. I didn't buy his yeah. emotional levels. Yeah, like him being sad. I'm like, eh. I That's where I was like, I don't buy it. I bought Pikachu every single time yes. he stole yes. every single scene, and he was my main highlight. I was like, I just need a movie just just all around him, but not you like him with his but coffee like, right, too. Oh, and just like sipping and like this is adorable but voiced by Ryan Reynolds yeah yes that's true uh, yeah. so I know before we wrap up folks we gotta hear Carrie's hot yeah. take on no, um, so since we are doing spoilers it is bittersweet because spoilers Diane Keating's character dies in the end why is she always dying in the while she's right cheering roles. Uh, no <laughs> No, but the but, but you kind of know that because she goes to this retirement community and they're like well why are you here she's like to die 
And they're like, whoa, that's getting a little ahead of yourself because she doesn't tell anybody she's dying of cancer and she Um. knows she's going to die. She refuses to do chemo and treatments and is like... What kind is it? Do they touch uh, it? uh, Ovarian. Okay. I figured that would be Because I mentioned it at the end. Yeah. No, it is. And she's often sick. She's still taking pills to treat it but refuses to do that, which it's like, yeah, a lot of people doing the chemo is more destructive and hard on the body and you'd rather just live out your days and have some fun. And that's kind of the big point of it, too. I like that it's essentially a cheerleader movie, but it's elderly um, women, and they have, like, their cheerleading tra- uh, training montage, audition montage. It's really cute and cheesy, but that's what it is. And I'm like, they know that, though. So anybody who's like, well, I'm like, come on. Like, you, you've got to know what it is. And they touch upon some really nice themes without being, like, too over the head. Like, there's the bitchy cheerleader who actually realizes... I like hanging out with you guys more than my bitchy friends. And, like, that was wrong of me to be that way towards you. But they don't say that like that. Mm -hmm. But she grows. And I'm like, oh, I like that. And also, I'm like, damn, that would make the best college essay. I trained these seniors to compete in a cheerleading competition. Mm -hmm. And I was like, they don't touch upon that. But I'm like, that's what I was thinking. Um, Because it also was, they try so hard to do a cheer thing. And they find, like, they enjoy the camaraderie of hanging out with the other women. And, like, they never got to do it before. And why not do that now? Like, why? And because that's the other thing, too. Like, if someone goes, okay, well, you're too old to do it. And they're like, but who says? It's not in the rules or something like that. And they do compete in a, like, I don't know how big of a scale it is, but, like, a state cheerleading competition. And <laughs> clearly they're not going to do what the kids are doing. They're clearly not. But they learn a routine. It's, like, so heartwarming and cute and everyone, like, loves it. And so it's definitely the feel-good and good lessons, but it is the sad, but the reality. And they touch upon that. Like, you know, I'm scared to die, but like, well, then why are you holding back? Like, this is the time to do this, so do it now. And it's like, aww. So it it will be bittersweet, feel good. So if you're, if you, I know some people like the spoilers. Yeah. I would say that. Be like, no, you still feel good. Like, I cried, but I still felt good about the end. Do they launch Rhea Perlman high in the air? Uh, no, no, no lift sings. Um, but they have a commercial for funerals are expensive. Why not be a firework? Like literally they'll take your ashes and do fireworks. <laughs> and that's what Beautiful. she decides to do. That's so what cute. better way to end this show on. There you go. Go out with a bang. All right, yes. <laughs> Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. We'll be back next Sunday night with an all new episode right here on Popcorn Talk. Bye See everybody. Ya. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.